Well, Happy New Year, everybody. My name's Rob Statham. I'm the president of Failsafe Network. We've been helping people learn from things that go wrong since 1985. And welcome to the podcast. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about latency and uh, the power it has for transforming a work culture. Imagine a family farm somewhere in the Midwest, a farm that exists with a purpose, right, to plant, to grow, to harvest, and sell uh, healthy, big ears of corn. You could even call that their mission statement. And they go about it by using people, right, who to uh, toil. I mean, they plant, they uh, turn the, the earth over, they irrigate, they harvest, they market the corn. Uh, and they use various pieces of equipment and tools and also knowledge, right, uh, by following the same process and procedures and rules and guidelines that have been put in place to help fulfill the purpose. Now, they may be written, they're probably most likely unwritten. It's been handed down from one, one to another. The operation's simple and uh, very successful. And like many others, there's one thing, it's a critical element of a system that I haven't mentioned, and that's culture. In this case, the culture would be like the environment in which the farming's taking place. Let's say that farm's in Kansas. Then you can imagine a plentiful harvest year after year. But what if that farm is in, let's say, New York? somewhere in Central Park, do you think they'll have the same harvest? Of course not. Why? Everything else is the same, right? The same people, tools, the same system is in place. But all of a sudden, they're operating in a completely different culture. And that culture, even though it's not coming from within, it certainly influences their business. Right, You can see uh, the regulatory environment outside of companies, uh, the way it affects people's business. Well, it's just a silly example I'm trying to use to show you how important the culture is in the uh, environment that we work in. And what's even more important than the culture outside of an organization is the culture that's within the organization. We have focused feverishly over the years on systems and business systems, and we've also focused on people, right? Human performance, resiliency. We've talked about culture, but we've yet to understand how to change culture. Or the, honestly, to understand and how to affect positive change. An organization consists, like the farm, of systems, right? Parts working together for a common goal. And those parts certainly may include rules and policies and procedures and tools and equipment. But most importantly, they involve human beings. And it's essential to note that there's a distinction within our systems between tangible and abstract parts. For example, the written rules versus the unwritten rules that have developed over time. Or you can think of an employee's thoughts that are 
contained just within their mind. It's not something that you can, you can see readily. The challenge in designing an efficient system is to have a well-defined structure that doesn't limit the abstract qualities that are needed to keep the system operating smoothly while maintaining the flexibility to change as needed. Michael Gerber, the famous systems guru, I'll never forget that when reading the E-Myth Revisited, it's just a quote that stuck with me over the years. He said, let systems run the business and people run the systems. And that's so easy to say, but it's such a serious challenge when you try to accomplish that. But any other way results in its ever-increasing rigidity and inefficiencies. When, when we can't change to be efficient, uh, obviously the opposite results, inefficiencies. The overall structure of a system must be able to adapt as an individual, the, the individual parts of the system uh, recognize the need for change and how they respond to that. The highest value dealing with any repetitive process in our systems are the components that make up the structure of the system. These are the things that, that you can touch, that you can see, right? The policies, the procedures, the workflow. Now, the highest value in dealing with the change in our systems is the people and their abstract qualities. The ability to change at a moment's notice. People are only hindered by the structure that they find themselves in and also the culture. There's, there's an extreme influence from the culture. But people are the key to an organization's resilience or their lack of resilience. The end of that structure, that system, the things that you can touch and see, your policies and procedures, is the beginning of the parts you can't see, the abstract parts of the same system. I have a picture in my mind of gears working together. And that gap between the gears is the abstract part of the, the system. The gears themselves are the things that you can touch, see, you can change easily. Right, you can rewrite a policy, you can update a procedure. Those types of things can happen. The abstract is the gap between those gears or that tolerance, and that's where people work every day, day to day. You can think of it, honestly, they're the uh, lubrication for the entire organization. And when that gap starts to move, right, that gap is what determines the flexibility of an organization, their growth potential. In a gap too tight, think about this, the tolerance is, is so, so slim that that increases the wear, right? It increases friction. Uh, you ultimately, you have decreased life and you'll suffer from failures. And a gap that's too wide, there's too too loose between those gears, uh, it relies, honestly, just on unique individuals. That's the only answer to keep the system working. And this also takes a great toll on the other parts of the system, again, with increased wear and inefficiency. 
In a system, the tolerances of the, of the gap, they're rarely thought of or identified. They're actually very hard to come up with a way to measure, but they do reside within our organizations. And that's evidence of a significant cause of our problems. If you've done any investigations at all, you know that people cause problems. And this is where I'm trying to narrow down. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm saying all this to, uh, to drive a point home. The abstract qualities of people make up that gap. And they are the oil that lubricates the system. Uh, a gap too wide places a huge load on people. They're constantly juggling to keep the organization running and on course. This renders the structure honestly ineffective, almost useless. People feel like the, the structure itself works against them. And the results then can honestly be twofold in effect. It can both strengthen the unwritten rule while it also weakens the tangible structure of the system. The increase... Uh, this increases an organization's reliance on individuals to operate the system. And this is part of the intangibles brought to an organization. But the problem that accompanies it, honestly, it's, it's hidden. It's not measured, and it's a critical variable to the system. And it's only being managed by the individual implementing a solution or a workaround. The gap in the structure presents the opportunity for the individual to fill it, but it requires it every time those circumstances appear. Remember, the structure's there to help the work mission, not become an obstacle. All of this illustrates our dependence on people, and to fill People are the ones that fill the gaps in our systems, in the structure of our organization. So, you're foolish not to talk about the influences that those people face when they're addressing the gaps within that structure. Whenever a group of people come together, their thoughts, their beliefs, their attitudes, it results in a unique culture. Cultures like the vinegar in a jar of pickles. The pickles honestly began as cucumbers, but the culture they're immersed in is what transforms them into pickles. Culture does the same thing with people, and now this can be positive or it can be negative. The culture determines it. In training, I tell people that's why you came dressed today into training. It's because it's expected of you. It's part of the culture. You wouldn't make it through the front door. It would have nothing to do. You didn't have to have your supervisor remind you last night, send an email or a text, and say, hey, don't forget to put clothes on. Absolutely not. It's not acceptable in our culture. That's the positive effect of culture, and most of the time, culture is very positive. But... When it's not, we have to talk about it. That's, that's where I'm going. The major player that's hiding in the shadows of organizations, it's seen through our inability to address problems effectively, and it's evidence of latency. Latency is defined by failsafe. 
is the way we are or the way we do business. Latencies formed from the unique culture within our organization. And honestly, it's the underlying cause of our problems. Everyone within an organization unknowingly contributes to latency. That's why it's so hard to address. People don't realize they're part of the problem. It is the aggregate of each person's contribution that gives latency its power. It's like gravity. Honestly, it affects everything we do, but we rarely notice it. And it's difficult to see because we think the problem's outside of ourselves. We don't see our contribution, therefore we have no need to change. That's where our improvement is stuck. This is also why no one individual can present a solution. They can't prevent similar incidents from occurring in the future because latency is causing all sorts of problems. It's like whack-a-mole. To address it, we must first make it visible. Hold on. I should know better than to bring a cell phone in the studio. Sorry about that. Only when we see the effect of latency in our contribution will change beyond the horizon. Then, as an organization, we'll be able to sway to lean in the right direction, addressing the things we see, right? The policies, checklists, procedures, those things certainly need to be updated in uh, evergreen. But we'll never be able, those things will never effectively address the true cause of our problems, latency. People performing their day-to-day -day no duties, they know there's a problem, and they've repeatedly tried to solve it. They've tried to get help, they've tried to highlight it, but honestly, it's usually to no avail, and it creates great frustration. Frustration's a sign of latency. The people in the hierarchy of an organization, they also recognize problems and attempt to solve them, to highlight them, to get help. And again, to no avail. The problem is latency, and the resulting frustration and attitudes actually contribute to it. If we've learned anything from our past, the, the failure investigations and quests that we've had into understanding, the causes of our failures, it's small, unresolved problems cause big problems. We know anytime someone knows what they ought to do but chooses not to do it, a failure is set in motion. It may be a small, unresolved problem that we think we can live with, but they always add up. We call this concept the conservation of wretchedness. Not addressing a small problem is exactly what causes bigger problems. There, there may be a very legitimate reason or reasons that they're not addressed. And honestly, usually that's what you always find. There are legitimate reasons, like time or uh, money or a lack of other resources. But unfortunately, 
That's still what causes big problems. These unresolved small problems reside in the gap within our systems, and they're addressed to the best of people's ability based on the resources available. The result may be simply living with the problem or ignoring it, and this breeds complacency and it strengthens latency. Therefore, organizations that are sincere about improving and learning must address latency by identifying and learning from the problems confronting people every day. When people discover their role in things that go wrong, when they see that they contribute to latency, that's when they change. The aggregate of this change will be seen in an organization's performance. That's a, a short talk on the power that latency has within an organization. If you'd like to uh, learn more uh, or learn how to identify and address latency within your organization, feel free to uh, reach out to us. You can email us at info at failsafe-network.com or you can uh, get on our website. That's failsafe-network.com. I appreciate you listening. I'd love to uh, hear from you. Feel free to reach out. Until uh, next week or so, uh, I hope you have a, a great start to this new year. So long. Thank you for listening to the Failsafe Moment. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please share in the comments. Have a great day.